welcome everybody to Point of View. Um, um, as here as, as always, I'm here with Ryan, and we got a special guest today. Um, our second guest ever on the show, Dane, a, a former a coworker of mine and a big Kansas City fans. Um, so two Chiefs fans on this. So I'm I'm really excited to, to see uh, what's going on. Uh, Dane, if you want to introduce yourself and say whatever, you can go ahead. Yo, thanks for having me. Uh, I uh, I've been Long-time listener, first-time uh, participant. Uh, I'm just here to talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, me and my boy here, we got our, our Chiefs our Chiefs love. Uh, I think Elliot kind of likes the Chiefs, too, these days. Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a boy. Um, but I'm just happy to be here, and I, I like sports just as much as y'all. So that's it. Yeah, okay. Um, so I don't, know, I don't know exactly how I want to go with this, but um... – Obviously, the, the Chiefs look like they're going to repeat uh, as champions, and they just look like the best team in the league. Um, let's let, let me just start with: this. Are you are you surprised how um, how good they've been so far after just winning the Super Bowl? And what are your thoughts on some of the moves they've made uh, since then? Whoever wants to answer uh, first, Mr. Elliott, I, I'm not surprised whatsoever. Um, I think you could see this coming a mile away. Um, especially when they drafted Edwards Hilaire um, in the first round. The rich just keep getting richer. Um, you know, I what I didn't expect, though, was to see Travis Kelsey take, continue to take step. It's like he gets progressively better every single year. And the crazy thing is, Tony Gonzalez has always been, like, my favorite Chief. I think Travis Kelsey might end up being a bigger legend than him in terms of tight end position. Do you think so? Say. Oh, yeah, he's got the ring. What did Tony G do for us? I mean, yards. <laughs> he dunked yards. a lot of balls over the goalpost. And did you he see? He did dunk Kelsey a lot of balls fined? over the goalpost. Kelsey got fined ten thousand dollars for doing that last yep. game. Cool. Yeah. So you can um, dance and you can flash signs at the camera and with your boys, but you can't dunk a ball yeah. over the post. <laughs> Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham used to do it all the time, in the, and with uh, with the Saints too. Um, Dude, Patrick Mahomes having another outstanding year. Um, this is the most insane stat: uh, nine starts, one interception. 25 touchdowns. Um, they probably won't give him the MVP because it'd be too obvious of a pick, but once again, MVP in my book. Um, so, no, this really isn't a surprise. And you also have the awesome heroes, uh, Daniel Sorsen, who's probably my favorite chief right now, Dirty Dan, um, leads the Chiefs with tackles with 59. Um, you got Tyrone Ma Tyron Matthew playing in shutdown defense again, once again this year. So, yeah, everything's clicking on all cylinders. And um, I don't know what happened, though. It just seems that Andy Reid's been able to make uh, even more steps and bounds, which sounds crazy than what he previously did with the Eagles, even beginning with us. Yeah. I'd, I want to hit on your Kelsey point one time. Uh, one quick thing. Four straight years. The, he's the only tight end in history to have four straight years of 1,000 yards receiving or more. He's on pace for 1,376 and 12 touchdowns. How many times did Gronk score 12 touchdowns in his career in a season? I don't know. A couple. A couple times, maybe? I think two, maybe. It's wild. Maybe two. It's, and it's wild that, like you said, the writing was kind of on the wall. I mean, when you put in Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, and then you, let, you cultivate the plant, and it grows, and you win a Super Bowl, and then you, you just keep getting better. I mean, 
this this playbook is wild. I mean, remember the play they yeah. ran in the Super Bowl where they all spun around in the like, 1936 Rose Bowl play? Yeah. Then we got Patrick Mahomes running in motion, catching a ball, faking left, sweep right, zoom, bullet to the back of the end zone. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's yeah. not fair. It's not no. fair. No, 100%. It's, it's, it's sort of like the Chiefs are playing Madden on rookie mode where they yeah. just have <laughs> – they have all these superstar players, and I don't know. It just kind of it kind of looks like they're going to win another Super Bowl, and I don't have a problem with that. Um, I, I'm a I'm a big Russell Wilson guy, so I, I would like him to do it, but um, I just don't sure. think. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have been amazing, and then they just added Le'Veon Bell, who I don't like that much. But as but as far as just it's like a weapon, a, it's a weapon. It's like a depth piece. So you put him into that situation, and then I like the the running back that they that you guys drafted out of LSU, um, and, and so on and so forth. So it just, it just looks like this Kansas City Chiefs team is, is everything. And I think, unfortunately – well, not unfortunately, because I like Patrick Mahomes. I think it, it would be too obvious to give him the MVP, but I think at the end of this, he's going to get it. Um, yeah. I feel bad for my man, Russell Wilson, who has who's had two MVPs stolen from him. because he, he had his, never gotten a vote? Is that true? Yeah, it's I true. It's just so, crazy. So, so my point was this. So just real quick. So the two years that I thought he should have won it was last year, and you can debate me on that one. I thought based on the, the whole, based on the weapons and everything that was going on in Baltimore, and based on what Seattle was dealing with, it was just it was an unfair advantage, even though Lamar Jackson deserved it. And then the first Aaron Rodgers years, where um, the first it was I think it was his first MVP, where Russell had had 20 touchdowns, only a couple interceptions, and then ran for 800 some yards and like another seven touchdowns on the ground. I thought that year that he should have won it too. But look. So I think I think the the NFL owes Russell Wilson MVP and Patrick doesn't get five, six, seven of these. So maybe this is a year where they decide based on based on the situation where the Seahawks have the worst defense on pace to be the worst defense in NFL history, where Patrick has all these weapons and Patrick deserves it. And again, he'll probably get it, but maybe this is a year where they, based on the story, they'll give it to Russell. But yeah, as far as what he's done, he's the MVP, you know best quarterback in the league and I was on the Russell thing and I still am on the Russell thing but I think it's 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 very clear now and he, he just does every it's just like like this is this is this is a guy who's going to be poten- potentially becoming a goat before he hits his 30s I mean if he wins a couple uh, rings wait, how many how much there's a lot of time left on the clock of this season and he got hit a lot last week yeah, I mean, yeah. how many times did Patrick get smashed to the ground and beat up I don't think at all. I don't think no. he got really cream. Russell Wilson took a dozen hits. That yeah. I, I know the guy has a cryogenic chamber and eats like a million healthy meals a day, but <laughs> come on, you can't you can't just you can't just the defense sucks and everything but him sucks on the offense. So yeah, yeah, he is the MVP for that team by a trillion freaking miles. But. A lot of time left in the season. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. And here's my point. This is the thing, and me and Ryan have talked about this before. What MVP, it's 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 either like it's okay, who's the most valuable? If you take Russell Wilson away from the Seahawks, sure, you can make that argument. You can make some argument with a lot of different players in different spots. Or is it best season? Because if you're judging off who has the best season, it's probably I don't know. If Russell throws like 50 and 5,000 yards, it's going to be hard to argue against it. But if Patrick could easily do the same thing. So it's like, is it who's the most valuable, which is maybe not Patrick Mahomes based on yeah. the offense, 
or is it the best season? And as it looks right now, Patrick is having the best season. So that's why I always get – I get into this gray area with MVP because it's it just like – it depends on the situation or who's driving that MVP race because on certain circumstances, you can they, – they change the sort of the algorithm of how they judge it based on – who's leading the MVP race, just, just based on, I guess, the personalities or how likable somebody is that the, the media, you know, caters to a certain, I, I guess, specific point. So I don't know. The MVP is going to be interesting because I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a two man race. You know, Aaron Rodgers is having a great year statistically, but he's thrown four touchdowns against the, the, the Texans, the Lions and the, the, the local uh, Vikings. It's just, and the, and the one time he played a good team, was the was the um, was Buccaneers and he, and he got he was awful. So I honestly think this is a two team race, but but I think you know Kansas City just has a certain momentum kind of driving them to another Super Bowl. And the Steelers look good, but they didn't look good against Dallas. And maybe they have a chance to sort of disrupt them. So again, it's 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 going to be really hard to judge. Um, based on your point. Um... I'd agree with you. It is the best player, not the MVP, because if we really were going to give the MVP, I think it should be Kyler Murray. Arizona would be putrid without him. Um, we saw what they were with Rosen, even with Hopkins and Fitzgerald, you know, and he's yeah. in spot. Yeah, so it's different. It's, it's like this thing where in, in basketball, for example, like Le- LeBron is the best player, so by extension, they had to give it to him every year. I don't know. It's best season, and and I, I feel like they changed the rules of that argument based on who's the person leading it. So if a different – like Patrick is obviously the best player in the league, and you could give him the MVP the next five, six years, even if he didn't have the best season per se. So it, I don't know. It's just complicated because I don't know how they're going to judge it because if I'm voting, I'm voting for someone based on what I think. But it, the, the people who actually have a say in this may be looking at it in – the other way than I'm looking at it. And so I don't know. It, it's just, I just think it's interesting how they're going to do this, but I think regardless, it's a close MVP race, which just from a personal standpoint, it's, it's very compelling based on how the season is going. And, and obviously one of these guys is probably going to end up with a ring this season. It's probably not going to be Russell with that defense, but uh, I don't know. I'm just here for it. What do you think gets it, Dane? Well, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's, I mean, he's on pace for 40, Four touchdowns and one interception, 4,700 yeah. yards. That's the pace. That's blistering. I think Wilson already has, what, five or six picks? Yeah, he's got a couple. He's got six, 28 touchdowns, and I think he's six, number, six. So, number one I mean, so he's on. So Russell already has triple as many picks. Yeah. Week 11, 10, whatever we're in it, as Patrick is projected to have the rest of the season totality. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you heard the stat this week, but the sh- the f- 101 touchdowns in 40 games. That's the first 40 games of his career. He's had 101 touchdowns. Uh, Dan Marino was 44. Yeah. And you know, the list goes down from there. Um, this right here, I got to read this stat. This blew me away today. So playing off that, uh, those, the hundred, the hundred touchdowns. Who do you think had the second least interceptions at 100 touchdowns in their career. Not games played. Just once they hit 100 touchdowns, how many interceptions did they have? Mahomes has 19 in his career at 101. Who do you think has these? Who's next? Who's the next best on that list? Probably Aaron Rodgers. Not Manning. 
It's Aaron Rodgers. 34 interceptions. That's 15 <laughs> more. And then Phillip Rivers, 43. Dan Marino, 46. Brady, 53. Joe Montana, 59. Breeze, 63. Favre, 65. We're talking Brett Favre had 65 picks when he threw 100 touchdowns. Yeah. Jameis Winston had 68. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> and Peyton Manning, 69. So these are gunslingers out here, man. John Elway, 95. John Elway had 95 interceptions. That doesn't even make sense to me. Come on, guys. I mean, it was different back then. But yeah, it was a little different. But, no, you're right. You're 100%. And when you said that, I thought of Aaron Rodgers because – but Because this – I don't know. It's It's – He's kind of like Aaron Rodgers, except he's not a good teammate. <laughs> like that's the only way I, I really know how to put it. And he he kind of because um, even in that Super Bowl, after he threw that second interception, and um, uh, Tyreek is on the sideline with his head down. I like that Mahomes went over there and and propped him up and got him to, to so let's go let's says, go and do this. Let's run the wasp. We're gonna run wasp. <laughs> I'm gonna win this Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna throw you a point. <laughs> All you gotta do is catch it. So yeah, so I, I don't know. That's an aspect I really like. <laughs> as in regards to, to Patrick Mahomes. And I talked about that a little when I explained my Patrick Mahomes discovery uh, at the beginning of when we started doing this. Was It wasn't it wasn't the fact that he had the stats and he was a flashy. It was sort of the, the, the other intangibles where he you – just, you just saw something in him from a, just a personality standpoint where no, if you just look in that playoff run, the Chiefs were down a lot. Every, every game. Every game, and, and he comes back and does that. And as, as talented as guys like Aaron Rodgers and others are, I don't think that they go and win those games under those circumstances. And I think the reason they were able to do that is because Patrick Mahomes is lifting his teams up, even when, under sort of other circumstances. So it's, it's just incredible. Like, the, the GOAT talk has already started. Um, he very well could – because I think, for, for me, I don't think he needs six to do it because – because Brady needed six. I don't. He didn't need six either. But he's he's got the, the the rings. But he's also got some MVPs. And uh, but he also wasn't a superstar immediately. It took him like Brady's first few years in New England when he was winning. He like twenty four touchdowns, fourteen picks, twenty six touchdown. You know, thirteen. Picks. Just just those side of stats where Patrick Mahomes literally sat by behind Alex Smith first year fifty touchdowns. Second year was like twenty six touchdowns. He missed a whole bunch of games. So it's just like. I feel like winning a couple rings and MVPs on top of that is really going to be sort of the trump card in terms of just what that is. And I don't, I don't think we're really in a space where we need to talk about that, but based on the way his career, he, no one has ever had a better start to a career than Patrick Mahomes. He's played, um, he's been a starter. This is a third year starter. He went, went to a championship game, which he probably could have won. And then he went to the Super Bowl and won. And then this year, whether the, the Chiefs win or not, and I think they probably will, he will. I think he'll be in the Super Bowl regardless. So yeah. potentially three years, two two rings already. So that's that's just terrifying. Just when you say it out loud, it's like whoa. And it's it's not just Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, if if he gets drafted to a different team, it's probably not the same thing. But he has Andy Reid and all these weapons, and as as long as the defense holds up their end of the bargain, it's going to be really hard for anyone to stop this team because they are just on a different level of greatness, in my opinion. And me and Dane deserve this, by the way, after all the BS we've suffered through. <laughs> Absolutely. After all the Colts, the Colts collapses and everything, 
we deserve. Don't even talk. Don't even talk about that game. Listen, no, hold on. Listen, this is like this is the thing. It's the Midwest thing. We deserve it. We're not arrogant like Boston or New York or anything. We absolutely deserve this. Right. I almost dove into a frozen lake after that. I was so. Oh God. I was so sad. I was so. I can talk about it now, though. What? I said I can talk about it now, though. It's tough, man. It's really tough. Or, you know, what's also even tougher for me to talk about is the Alex Smith game at the Steelers where we didn't give up a touchdown, but they still beat us and they kicked six field goals. That oh, one God. hurt me to my core. Oh, that's a bad one, too. And then the Mark, the Marcus Mariota game where he threw a touchdown pass to himself. I mean, so after everything. Mute Elliott. Mute Elliott. <laughs> after after everything that they have gone through, this is they deserve this. So if they rip off four Super Bowls in a row, I'm cool because the cool thing for me being a part of this is seeing Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes became and he's way better than I thought he'd be. I thought yeah. by year three, four, he would start booming like this. But I thought he would be a potential Pro Bowler his first few years, but I didn't think it would be escalated to this level. So based, so if the Chiefs keep winning, I'm cool with it because it makes me, you know, sort of, it feels, it feels good, sort of like I didn't, I mean Andy Reid and, and those guys handpicked him, but I, I kind of saw something in him as well. So you know, I don't know. This is a great team, and I'm, I'm so happy that he's getting this sort of coaching this early, because if he had gotten Adam Gaze or someone out of the gate, you know, <laughs> oh, that, that name should be banned from the podcast too. No more yeah. Adam Gaze. That guy's terrible. <laughs> You know what I mean? Probably the worst head coach in football history, but I digress. Uh, Bill O'Brien, I think he's a close second and a yeah. horrible GM. That guy, they should have beat the Chiefs, man. They should have beat the Chiefs a couple times. And he just, what are you doing, man? Right. No. no, yeah, that was brutal. No, but anyway, my, my main point here is is I think they're just in position to win a whole bunch. And it's really it's really crazy how much they could win or he, how much he how many rings he could win before he even hits 30, before he gets into a third of his contract, he literally could be, have a four rings by, you know, year six. Yeah, and the contract, the contract looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, so here's my question um, to both of you. Andy Reid's 62. If he goes back-to-back this year, do you think he calls it a career? No, no, absolutely not. No. The president's going to be 83. The president of the United States. It's Andy Reid. That Reed. is true. But Coach I mean, of football. He's he done do it, it for so long. No, yeah. he loves city brisket sandwiches. He doesn't want to give it up. Yeah. He, 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 he loves it there. You can tell after they'd won the um, – He loves it. We watched the Super Bowl together, me and Dane, and I, when he caught you, he's like, let's go, Chiefs. And I got Something like that. Anyway, so I think he still is into it. I, I think he still enjoys it. Can he – his legacy is justified if he wins this year, even more so than it already was. But oh, yeah. if Bill Belichick isn't coached until he's 70, then I, I think Andy Reid will coach until he's 70. He's oh, got – Go Andy Reid – sorry, I live in a four-way stop and there's gunshots a lot of times. So if you hear some noise, I'm okay. But there's <laughs> people outside. Um, <laughs> think about how different it is coaching Patrick Mahomes – as it would have been, would have been coaching Donovan McNabb. Yeah, yeah, he had Westbrook and all that, but and he had Deshaun. But it's like, wow, what a difference in quarterbacks! And look, when you give the keys to the Ferrari to Andy Reid, you know he knows how to use it. He's oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna squeeze every last drop out of this team as he can. If he wins, he's, if he if he rips off four Super Bowls, 
then maybe he could start considered maybe not coaching anymore. But based no, on the we, way it is right now, he's gonna he's gonna do this one. Yeah, exactly. five bills. Win all four. <laughs> yeah, just not go really. for and win all. <laughs> Except win. He, um, uh, he's easily the second best coach this era, though. Wouldn't you agree? At yeah. nowhere. This era behind Belichick. Um, he, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got you got Sean Payton, you got Steve Carroll, you got uh, um, do not uh, say Coughlin though. Coughlin, those teams were the two flukiest wins of all time. Hey man, they yeah. beat the undefeated Patriots. I mean, with that a helmet. That's true. Plaxico. Um, uh, what Mike Tomlin? I like Mike Tomlin. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one actually. He's uh, probably Mike, second. And he's just been, dude. He's. They said that he's had he's had he's had 16 straight winning seasons to start his career now. Yeah. First, just ex, ex, extending his record. Um, so that's I don't know. Crazy good. Yeah, um, go ahead. Said only the one ring in 08, though. I know Andy only has one ring, but still. Yeah. True. True. Much that's, better talent on those Steelers teams. Yeah, but didn't he go to two? He went to two, right? Yeah, and he lost to Mike McCarthy. Yeah, <laughs> they lost uh, the Broncos. He lost to he lost to Aaron Rodgers. Let's not go there. It, it was Aaron oh, Rodgers. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he lost to Mike McCarthy. He got out by Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it better? Look, obviously it's better if he wins, but isn't it better that he go he went to two? Isn't that look better on a resume than making one and never getting back after how many years he's been coaching? Like I, even, even though he lost, I, I don't think that's that's negative, something you can like. If you're looking at him from from this era, you're looking at that perspective is just as something to to take away from him because he did he did get to two and he he was close to winning the second one. Um, and that that one against Arizona was was a very difficult one where it required a game winning drive um, to to win it. So uh, yeah, it's probably Mike Tomlin, but I think you can you can throw a lot of people in there. Um, well, yeah, and Belichick, obviously, I think. Oh, is, yeah, clearly number one. For, in no, he's yeah. number one all time, though, so. Yeah. Man, what a – I mean, is there a possibility Andy could pass him? It's, he gets seven rings. Well, if he I gets mean, seven rings, then we'll talk. <laughs> it's like, that's just so many years down the road, man. I hate counting chickens before they hatch him. It's like, I can't. I mean. I, I just appreciate the one we have. Yeah, because you told me when he signed that contract, you didn't care because you said you, as long as you got that one ring, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I told Elliot, <laughs> Mahomes could go out and get hurt for the rest of the career. I don't care. He's a god in my book. He won me a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Won the yeah. city a Super Bowl. Uh, quick right. trivia. Quick trivia. Who caught Patrick Mahomes' first ever touchdown pass? Oh, God. Man, I should know this. Was it in the Denver game? No, I don't know what game it was in, but just it's an easy Tyreek Hill. Oh. Tyreek Hill. I was thinking guess Kelsey. Who caught, guess who caught his hundredth touchdown pass? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Two hundred. Yeah. The cheetah. Two hundred. Who, who's gonna catch his two hundred touchdown pass? The cheetah. Who's gonna catch his four hundred? Okay, so uh, let me just hit on Hill real quick. He has nine touchdowns this year. He leads the league in reception, receiving touchdowns. He's going to make his fifth Pro Bowl in a row. This is his fifth season. Come on. Dude, you had five Pro Bowls in a row. He's already got a ring. Shit, he could, he, could win an, he could win a Super Bowl MVP sometime. We don't know. I mean, 
Uh, Dude, people don't realize he did this with Alex Smith too. Put it yeah. up. Numbers. Yeah. Um, it's just I. Dude, he's on pace for 18 touchdowns. He has 27 catches of over 40 yards in his Shit. career. Like in his career, that is so far active players that of four four and a half years, he's blowing everyone else out of the water. Um, he's got 47.65 yards, 4,765 in four and a half years. What, dude? That's I mean, but you you also have to give props to the, to the front office in Kansas City. Because if, if my memory has me correct, I don't think he was a first-round pick either. I, I, oh, I, but I, there are some domestic issues with that. True, but yeah. still, to take a chance on someone like that, and even though there's been some other – I don't want to get onto that, but, but like, still, that, that's – and they've made a lot of – the front office is also surrounded Patrick with some really nice pieces, and they have because of how well they've drafted. He's 26. He's 26 years old, too. So Yeah, so, I mean – could he play another 10 years? Maybe even if it's just another eight, he's got it. He could make literally make the Pro Bowl every year of his whole career. And that would be, I don't know if anyone's ever done that. I don't, I don't think so. So, I mean, we're, 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 look, we're looking at this Kansas city thing as a historical landmark in like multiple different areas because of all this that's going on. And, and they continue to add pieces on top of everything. One more note on Tyreek. I, I guess what I'm a little skittish about, we're talking about these, you know, Super Bowl after Super Bowl, four in a row, whatever we're talking about. It scares me because I think about, I think just like, let's use the analogy of car, right? If you're going to, if you're going to buy a brand new car and you, you, and you just full throttle that mug every day for five years, it's going to need a little more maintenance than if you took it slow, right? If you yeah. drive like a granny, you're going to last longer than if you're the cheetah speed demon. So yeah. Um, I'm scared because he got hurt last. He's got he's been hurt a couple times, and I don't know. I'm 31. I, I get I got hurt myself carrying a couch like a couple months ago. Hurt my elbow. My elbow still doesn't feel right. <laughs> right. And like I just the, the older I get, the more I respect these athletes who can come back from these 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 earth shattering injuries. Alex Smith, bless. Adrian and Peterson like, too. I just I can't. And then Patrick Mahomes blows his knee out on a QB sneak last year, comes back and wins Super Bowl MVP. Yep. No big deal. It's like, That's just what we do. <laughs> what we do. It's like, and it's like, it just blows my mind. So I'm, I'm a little scared because, not that Chiefs don't have other weapons, but Tyreek's number one. And it's like, yeah. yikes. If we got to, let's start. Oh man, let's let's put a little less miles on the car the next few years, and maybe in the playoffs we'll put a little more mileage on it. But man, it scares me because I just think about in five years he's thirty-one, he'd be my age, and he will already have so he'll have ten thousand yards, and I just worry about um, health. That's all. I, I do too, but once again, if you drive back Ferrari out and you go for a throttle, and we win three Super Bowls, I'll take it. Over, I bet anybody would too would take a shorter career and winning multiple titles. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the the ring thing is it's obviously it's great if Tyreek wins three, four, whatever, five, six, seven, ten, fourteen, whatever. Um, but it's like eleven, his number. Yeah, I, I, Bill Russell. Um, but uh, so the thing is, is like ten. I'm tripping. He's ten. Oh, He's whatever. 10. I'm yeah, yeah right. you know, you get what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, like, 
for for a wide receiver, like, and th this might be a little off topic, but for a wide receiver, I feel like the 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 number of Super Bowls it just doesn't mean the same. So if you had a, a Dan Marino career, if so, Dan Marino was like a running back instead of a quarterback. He would be much. He would be brought up more often in this uh, conversation of the best of his position. But I feel like because of, of the quarterback thing, it th there's just more value in, or it, it's more. It, there's more like um, uh, resistance on that because of the, the position. But so even if Tyreek just wins two or three or whatever, I, I don't. I, when we when we have this conversation at the end of his career, and if he's able to do it, I, I think we all think he can do. I don't think it will be a um, something that would will take you take away from him because he doesn't play quarterback position. So the rings are important, but not as important just because of the position that you know that he plays. I I have a question actually. Yeah. In this case, the worst case scenario. Uh, how how do you think the Chiefs keep this team from ending up like the greatest show on turf? Look like you're unstoppable, but you only get one at the end. Oh, Marshall Falk, that that team. Kurt Warner? Yeah. Um, fair question, St. Louis brethren. Uh, I, um, I think they've already eclipsed that, honestly. I mean, Kurt yeah, Warner's no Patrick Mahomes, and we ain't playing on turf, baby. So, uh, I don't know, man. I think that the – I haven't actually one-to-one -one compared, um, you know, two years of that, two years of us. I imagine they look similar. Um, I yeah. would also imagine Patrick probably has more yards throwing. They probably have more yards rushing. So I think yes. it's sort of a – it's not really an apples-to-apples -apples comparison, but it they're playing football, so we got to compare them. Um, man, I just I, – I, I think this, this chances are very slim. If the Chiefs don't win another Super Bowl in the next decade, I think the majority of the sports world would be flabbergasted. How did this yeah. happen? I, th I think personally three minimum. I think you'll get at least three. And the thing about the Great Show and Turf, they played the Titans in their Super Bowl win, right? Is that right? Do I have that right? Yeah. They were about a yard away from not from potentially losing it. Yep. So I feel like and, – and you can say the same thing with the Chiefs. The Chiefs were this close not because they were down by 10 and, and then all this stuff happened. But, but, yeah, I mean, as far as that, I think if they can just keep – Andy Reid there and Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek and Kelsey all under contract for the next even like five years, then they'll, they'll surpass it. And, and if they win the Super Bowl this year, I, I, I don't, I think that the, the argument for the greatest show on turf kind of falls apart because they literally, it would be, it would be basically an NFC or sorry, AFC championship, basically this close to, to beating them, um, beating the Patriots and then Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I mean, that three-year stretch is hard to argue against any three-year stretch in the NFL, historically. Sure. All right. Um, now, I know it, we talked a lot about the Chiefs. Uh, it's yeah. time to gloat about Josh Allen. What? What's that? <laughs> I wonder, you could go ahead and talk about Josh Allen. All right. Um, look, uh, I'm not going to – I'm not – go ahead. Solid game. Love yeah. Uh, he threw for – 415 yards and I think three touchdowns he's got if I have this correct 19 touchdowns four interceptions and he's he rushed for one too didn't he, Did he yeah rush so that four, was a beast move imagine yeah. him coming yeah. at you you're on the goal line and Josh Allen's running at you what are you doing 
Yeah. I'm down with it. So, look. Look, this is what – when I said, Josh, I said in, in that draft that I would take him first. And I might, I might still um, because I have a lot of questions about Lamar Jackson still, and he's only had that great season. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. So, basically, what I was told, he, he played for a small school, so he, he's going to be one of these guys that flame out. And then he goes into the, uh, to the NFL with the Bills. They trade up to get him. They have um, the, the worst quarterback of all time on that roster with um, the interception guy. What, what's his name? Winston. Peterman. <laughs> Peterman, right, exactly. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Peter Bean. He was, he was the starting quarterback, at least at the beginning of that season. And people were, and then he, Josh Allen doesn't have a great season. He goes for 12 touchdowns, 14 picks, and everyone's coming down to me because what I said about Josh Allen, this whole thing, right? And that's the, that's the kind of the misconception. I knew he would struggle early because he was not sort of prototypically ready to be in the NFL at that point, but he went out there and got experience. And then there was a game against the Vikings where he was out there looking like Michael Vick, um, where I, I, I saw him kind of turn the corner late down the stretch of that season. He looked good. But um, the Patriot game of that year was really bad, and, and people crushed him again. And then this year, and then the, the following year, he goes for 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 3,000 yards. You could argue he should have made the Pro Bowl that year. Um, but then he got, he got his team to the playoffs. Um, I, I understand that they kind of collapsed, and it wasn't a great playoff game against the Texans. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson did that crazy thing at the end of the game where, you know, it's just one of those things like you can't believe that happens. Um, and then, you know, it, it sort of drives the momentum and people are still kind of doubting Josh Allen, even though there's re- at that point there's reason not to because through from like week seven to week 17, he only had one interception the whole part of the season because he started a little shaky. And then obviously this year, it's, it's just he's just throwing dimes over and over and over again to sort of to sort of get some more respect because I still feel like he, he you know, doesn't get the respect he deserves. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting he's going to win the MVP or that he is a top five quarterback right now, but he's going to start to get into those conversations this season. And he was in the MVP race at the beginning of the season. Um, had, didn't have a good game against Kansas City um, and then struggled uh, in another game as well. Um, so t- Tennessee didn't play well. So it started looking like the Josh Allen that everyone was saying that he was going to beat. But then – you know, this was a big test. Um, so there, there, he was. He was. A lot of people had him, even in terms of just NFL quarterbacks on the lower end. Still, despite yeah, I get it. He was throwing these touchdowns against a lot of you know really not the best teams, but he could only play what's in front of him. And then, but he st- he was steadily improving. He didn't throw an interception until like week four, I think. So I mean, that's re- he was. That was the thing. He didn't complete. His criticism was he didn't complete enough of his passes. Too low a percentage, 59% at Wyoming. Um, to now, I think he's he's way higher than that now. And he's erratic with the football and just going to throw for the heck of it and, and get picked off. And that was true his first year and parts of last year. But but with the coach he has, and and obviously it's different. But but it's kind of like it's good that Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid. It's good that Josh Allen has a McDermott because I think he's a really good coach and he's he's getting the best out of him and it's clear that they're all in on Josh Allen. And that's what happens with a lot of these quarterbacks that flame out. It's either the coach wants him or the general manager. It's one or the other. The entire building is in on one guy, and that's what's going to happen. So when you have a split building like you had in Chicago, and I'm not saying Mitch was ever going to amount to anything, but it's just a complicated situation. Everyone's in on him. 
And then this year, he's he's really looked like an MVP candidate. And I, I think he's, theoretically speaking, he's still in the MVP race. He's not going to win it. It's really between it's really between Wilson and Mahomes. But I think this is a year where he can make the Pro Bowl. And I, I don't care about the Pro Bowl that much. It's just, you know, it's just not that important. But I think this season, he's really starting to take a turn. And, and within a couple of seasons, I think he can – this team's going to be good. I think he'll win a playoff game this year. And I think this that he'll, I don't know if he'll win an MVP, but he'll be. I think for he'll consistently over the next you know eight to ten years um, be in a conversation where he's a candidate for an MVP. Maybe he never gets one, but I, again, you know he's not he's not a a guy who's maybe gonna he he's gonna you know amuse you with the way he throws the ball and and, and the, the athletic ability and stuff. He, he may not ever be a Patrick Mahomes or a one of these guys, but I still think he can, he can push that based on what you see, because every year you're seeing getting a little better, a little better, a little better. And this year in year three, he's an MVP race. So the jump he makes from this start this season to next season, uh, I think is he's going to start to get that respect a little bit more from other people. Cause uh, I think a lot of people still just don't know what you have with Josh. I think he's a franchise quarterback. I don't think there's any questions in that building or just in general that, you know, there's all these teams that 95% of the teams would, would go, go up uh, and, and have and get uh, Trevor Lawrence. But I think Buffalo and Kansas City and a few others are so in tune with their quarterback that they wouldn't even consider whether it's the quality or the belief in the guy. And I think, I think, you know, I'm, I mean, it, I was right about Patrick Mahomes as well, but I think, hanging in there with Josh Allen because year one and, and halfway it was it was getting difficult for me because what he was doing was not justifying my argument about him but um this this Seahawks and I, I know the defense isn't great a big game like that against a Russell Wilson um I think it just justifies his greatness and I think he's just only going to get better as, as time going on all right um so my next question is Dade, I'll start for you. Who's going to win the NFC East? Uh, let me let me hit on Josh Allen real quick. I got to right. talk about Josh Allen. So, yeah. Elliot, huge props for Elliot. I've known Elliot for a few years now, um, and he's been high on Josh Allen. I mean, we've, we've watched multiple Bills games. I think one of them was the Chiefs-Bills in the basement. We've watched other Josh Allen games, and it's like I saw what he saw in him, but I was skeptical as well. Um I just feel like he doesn't – what's he got, Stephon Diggs? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. You give this guy – give this guy half of what Mahomes has and yeah. half of those play calls. And I think – I think he – I mean, and he better – they better do it this year because th this is going to be the best three, third, four, four, three or your third or fourth year of your career is usually one of the best uh, your mm. prime. Yeah. And it's like – He's keeps approaching that. So like they're gonna they're gonna they run the risk of wasting his ability if they don't stack the deck in his favor. They gotta get some they gotta get moving here. I mean, the guy came from Wyoming and now he's in New York. That's a big move. Uh, yeah. he's just handled it phenomenally. So um I just I don't know. I just wish he had more weapons. Uh, I think if he did. Yeah, me too. Um, if, you, if you could just get him one, not Diggs. I mean, another receiver of even of his quality, or maybe a little higher. Um, I, I don't know who you'd get, but but somebody to help him a little more because I think he's got a lot of good pieces, and he's playing well. And the thing with Josh Allen is, out of those prospects, 
people thought that he had the most bust potential because it's, it's the classic thing. He went to Timbuktu and he has a big arm. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of prospects of that mold um, are, bust, make- are flame out. And the reason I, I hung with him and why I thought this about Josh is because of his athletic ability. He, he can run with the football. He can take – I don't want him to take it, but he's capable of taking a hit or two where when you see a, like a Lamar Jackson, who's also very athletic, but, but he, he's taken hits in the past where you're just, you just get scared. And I think the, yeah, the toughness of Josh Allen is, is my big thing on him. But again, if you just give him a little more help, I think soon, soon the rest is going to come around. And I'm not saying that people are going to start calling the top five, but I think he'll, he'll start flirting with the top 10 soon if he isn't already. So and if they had a run game, too, that would help them out. If they had a real good run game, like, like I don't know, man. If the Bills got Le'Veon Bell and they installed him as their primary running back, that would help them, too. So, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of ways they can improve. Um, so, yeah. I think Josh Allen's potential, he's still rising. And you've been on yeah. him since day one. So Yeah, massive ceiling. All right. What's the next question? Uh, who's going to win the NFC East? Uh, nobody. It's the best division in football. <laughs> what? What's? Wait, hold on. What's Washington's record? Whoever wins six games first, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how, how many, but what's what's the what's sorry what's what's the difference between uh what's the uh, the uh, game difference between Washington and the top? Two wins, three wins, three wins, and three wins. I don't oh, know. It's three. The Eagles have three wins. Uh, Washington has two. So, I'll okay. say Washington. I'll say Washington. The Cowboys have two or three. They have two, and the Giants have two. So two, two, three, I'm, three. Anybody's I'm a, game, baby. Yeah, anybody's, anybody's game. game. But <laughs> um, based on what we see, we got – so from the coaching standpoint, I think the Washington football team has a great uh, advantage there. And even though their quarterback situation isn't the best and everyone keeps getting injured, I mean, they, I think they have the, they have the ability – because they've won two division games already. They beat Dallas and they beat Philly. If they continue to to win the division games, I think it's Washington's. But again, the, the winner of this this uh, division is gonna just gonna be waiting at home for someone to beat them by fifty. So it's gonna be terrible. But I think it, it's a hard question because they're all really bad. But I just Ron Rivera, I think, is a really great coach, and I think Washington has the most momentum because uh, I'm I'm done with Carson Wentz. Um, I'm done with with the Cowboys. Um, and the Giants, I like Daniel Jones, um, but they suck as well. So, um, out of all these teams that are awful, I think uh, the wa- Washington is less bad to the rest. But we'll have to see because it's, it's going to be like a 5-1 division. <laughs> all right, uh, fair enough. I'm going to go with the, uh, go with the uh, Washington football team, which is the dumbest name. But we can get yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, th- I agree with you. I think Washington will. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, – so do you both think – Elliot, I'll start for you. Do you think the Eagles need to be looking elsewhere in the draft for a QB? Yeah, they should be – it's hard now because they gave them all that money. You, I think you either groomed – you groomed Jalen Hurts into the starting quarterback or you tried to manu- – here's the problem with, with this draft. Uh, unless – if they continue to – because I don't think they're, they're losing games on purpose. I just don't think they're very good. Trey Lance, so Trey Lance, uh, so Justin Fields and and um, Trevor Lawrence are going number one and number two. Um, 
I, I don't know if the Giants would take – if they end up with the second pick, I don't know if they take a quarterback. I think they need to work on some – I think they'll take the wide receiver out of uh, Clemson um, because I just think Danny's not bad. He's not what you, you know, what you would like at this point. But I think you owe it to him because of the rest of it. He's not working with much, and he has – he's shown sign of flashes, right? So I think the Giants are out for the number two pick. And, and the Eagles – if so you have Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. If the Giants get number two, they'll either take him or trade him out. So if someone, if number two pick is not going to take quarterback, they'll trade the pick because somebody will go up and get trade up to get into Justin Fields. Trey Lance is the the third quarterback in this draft. I like the kid out of Florida, but he's he's more of a day two selection, uh, top of the second round. Um, but for first round quarterbacks, Trey Lance is the only one that can fall, and I don't see him falling below like six. And I I know he only played one game this year. But his body work from from the previous already speaks for itself. So if 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 that the Eagles want to get quarterback, they'll they'll have to hope he slips or trade up. If they can't trade up to get uh, Trey Lance, or they can't, or they're not they're not draft order is just going against them, then they have to. I would f- try to find a suitor for Carson Wentz because I think he there would be some takers, and then uh, give um, uh, Jalen Hurts a shot. And I, I'm not high on Jalen Hurts, but I think if they can't get one of those three, it's not worth trying to overdraft another quarterback. So, but in generally speaking, they should be looking for another quarterback if Jalen Hurts isn't their guy. And Carson Wentz, as good as he has looked at times, I, I just think, you know, it's, it's, it's over. All right. Uh, Dane, do you have a comment on that? Yeah, I just think – I think there's a whole lot of shitty teams in a – a lot of shitty situations right now. Um, it's, I mean, that Carson Wentz got, I mean, Kirk Cousins money, and he's even worse. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, ah, that's got to be sour, right? Ah. Yeah. And Daniel Jones, I mean, that guy's 12 years old. Who cares? How he's, he's not supposed to be good yet. He's not Patrick, you know. He, and yeah. not everybody can just be prolific out the gate, you know. Yeah. You know, some horses take a little while. They, the, the, around the second or third turn, they start getting some – you know, making up some ground. Um, yeah. One thing, Trevor Lawrence isn't even guaranteed to be in the draft, so that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless I missed the breaking news today, um, he might go back and play again. So. Yeah, but hold on, just real quick on that. The comments that he said, he didn't say he's not going out. He just said he hasn't decided. And people took that as maybe he'll he'll sabotage himself so he doesn't play for the Jets. But um, so it's, it's, it's – I see yeah. he's missed games this year. He likes his team. He yeah. just got no, you're right. It is. I mean, that's bitter. I think he's a man who wants to come back and win another one. The guy who lost a couple games in three years. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so, you know, I agree. If if they win another championship, maybe he leaves. If they don't, maybe he doesn't. It just depends on, on all of those factors. But if – but I don't think he'll sabotage a Jets move. I think he can go to the Jets and, and change something. Because I think he's just that good. But um, again, it's just it's it's going to be hard, even if Philly is done. To so if if it's not if okay if Lawrence isn't in there, Fields is going number one, and then Trey Lance will move up the 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 the, uh, the order because if he's if he's projected the fifth pick and Trevor's not there, Fields will go number one, and then he'll move up even further. So it'll be even more complicated for the Eagles to go. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I just think this is. If we're not even going to need to talk about these these four or five teams for a long time. These teams are garbage. I mean, the Eagles pulled off a miraculous Super Bowl win a few years back. 
Sorry about the Vikings. Uh, and it's like, yeah, Pedro. <laughs> yeah, fuck Pedro. Anyways, uh, still waiting on the hundred bucks, buddy. Jeez. Anyways, uh, so you know, I just don't think that the NFC East is anything worth our, our talk. We shouldn't be wasting our breath talking about this trash division. It's the and the Cowboys. America's team hasn't won a Super Bowl in twenty-four years. What? That's not America's team. The Patriots were for a while, and now there's a new America's team. You try, I go to the corner store, and I see people wearing Chiefs hats. And I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I was just at the liquor store the other day. I said, I said, I opened this door. I was holding the door for some guy, and I go, dude, I love your Dame Lillard uh, blazer jacket. He goes, he goes, I like that hat. <laughs> and I go, yeah, buddy. So, um. It's just New America's team in town, not to get back on the Chiefs again, but these other teams, are they're not even up there. So I want to talk about something real quick. Of the contenders for the NFL this year, there's probably three or four, five, six, if you really want to expand it. What do you, what do you think the weaknesses of these teams are? Because I, I have an opinion on what the Chiefs' weakness is, one of them. Um, but, like, if you're the Steelers or you're – uh, the Packers or the Seahawks or these teams that are jockeying for this playoffs. Um, what team do you think has the most glaring weakness of all of them? Uh, do you think there's any one team that just – Yeah, it's it's the Seahawks. Really it's the Seahawks because their defense is – Worst def- step. The defense is on pace to be the worst defense of like ever, which is b- back to the sort of point that – Given that fact, you can, you can kind of see what, how you could give them MVP Russell. But the, the, the Seahawks, it's, it's their defense. And I know they have um, Jamal Adams back there. And, and uh, their offense is outstanding, but their defense is going to kill them. Russell has – this is the thing. When the, when the Seahawks get to the playoffs, I think they can win any game where they don't have the best quarterback. Just generally if, – if, and again, if the defense is, is on a really bad day, maybe that's different. But if, if, if it's Russell Wilson against whoever, Russell Wilson, pro, most cases, is going to win that game because he's Russell freaking Wilson. The only quarterback you can even argue is better than him is Patrick Mahomes, who I think is the best quarterback in the league. But the distance between number two and the rest, I think, is an ocean. So um, that's their biggest weakness. Um, the Steelers, I think um, – their biggest weakness is um, not their biggest. It's not they don't have a big weakness because I think the Steelers are really freaking good. Um, it's it's Big Ben in big games. Whether I don't I'm I'm not sure I'm totally convinced that he can just offensively lift the Steelers in a tight game. And I don't think he's got the the, the stuff anymore to be in a shootout. Um, so that's for for so for the Steelers. Let's see, the Packers, it's Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers' playoff resume is not good. And when he plays against big games, he struggles. Um, who else is there? Tampa Bay. Um, if you get to Man, Tom Brady. fading, though. They're fading. Yeah, back. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if you get to Tom Brady, you're not doing, you know, I just don't think they're very good. Um, I was wrong because I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. But, um, but so Tampa Bay, if you still want to throw them in there, um, who else would you even say? Raiders, honestly, the Raiders have a chance, man. The Raiders have a chance. Maybe, but I I think the Chiefs are going to beat them, though. They're not going to lose the Raiders twice. They didn't lose the Raiders for freaking nine games in a row, like 15 out of 16. They're not going to lose twice in one season. So 
But uh, in fairness, I think the real contenders here are the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks and um, – No Saints? Oh, the Saints. That's a good point. Saint, I, I think they're a contender. I think they're, they're, they're outside of the top three, but they're, they're capable of, of putting together. If they can drive that momentum of the game against uh, Tampa – um, and then, um, then you got Kansas City. They look pretty unstoppable. I'm, I'm sure you guys have a, uh, a an idea of what, what their issue is. But from my perspective, it's big. It's big men um, in a different way than Aaron Rodgers. I just know if he's capable of of being in a shootout if he needs to. Aaron Rodgers just in the playoffs is my issue with with them. And then you have obviously the Seahawks defense. So that's what I would say. But it's it's really hard to pin down because these are all outstanding teams. All right. Um, oh, one more question about football before we move into the baseball. Uh, me and Ellie were talking about this earlier. Uh, if you're the 49ers, do you move on from Jimmy Garoppolo after the season? Man, I mean, if you can, I mean, you got to look at what's out there for you to. You know, get besides the big one would be Matt Ryan. It's Matt Ryan or Sam Darnold. Those are the two that are being hurt that are being discussed. I mean, Matt Ryan's kind of in the twilight hour, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, him and Kittle would be a good matchup. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan had Tony Gonzalez for a couple years, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but I just. Man, that's a tough call because, I mean, Garoppolo has been pretty good over the first few years, uh, especially being a, a, a Belichick understudy. Um, man, I don't know. I, I'd almost give him one more year. Uh, just a, a theory out here, just for the sake of argument. Uh, what if you had uh, – you got rid of Carson Wentz and, and put um, – took, took Garoppolo in Philadelphia? Do you guys think that would work? Be better for Philadelphia, probably. I mean, I could go – Ham Sandwich could play quarterback and probably do better. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, assuming they go after get Matt Ryan, they got to do something with Garoppolo. Wentz will probably be – I don't know if he'll be traded, but they're a smart organization, so I, I feel like Philadelphia will make the right move. But um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I just think it might work better. Jimmy went to the Eagles. It might work a little better, but I, I don't know. It's – I like Jimmy. I'm just – he's always injured. And yeah, that's the problem. And I, I, all, all due respect to Nick Millens, I mean, he's just, he, he cannot be your, your guy in a, in a season like this. Um, and, like – but, again, this year half the team is injured. Um, that Packers victory over San Francisco was nothing just because they all of them were backups and practice squad guys. But, but um, I don't know. They got to do something. I, there's talk about back to New England. I think that would be interesting. Um, but maybe you give him another year. But if he gets injured again or he doesn't perform, then you can send him out. But maybe you – I don't – it's hard. It depends what I can get instead. If it's not better than what I have, then I'll, I'll stick with Jimmy. What if what if Jimmy goes to New England and they send back um, – what's that uh, – not Edelman, but there's another guy who looks like Edelman. What's his name? Um, Stidham. Stidham. <laughs> Yeah, one of those guys. I mean, those guys are pretty good. Send them, send him over to 49ers and some, you know. And Garoppolo would probably love to go back to New England. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he ever wanted to leave. He just was forced to leave. Tom Brady couldn't handle having a backup. That was good. 
Uh, well, before we go to baseball, let me just talk real quick. What do you think the Chiefs' weakness is? Right. You guys go oh, first. Man. I'm trying to think. Well, I've Probably. got one. All right. My, my only one would be health. What would be yours? Harrison Butker. Uh, he's missed six PATs. Uh, he only missed four the whole career. He's missed six. Yeah. Um, but he also has kicked two record-breaking 58-yard field goals uh, for the Chiefs this year. So, Chiefs records. And it's like, it's just inconsistency. He's got the yips or something. Something's going on where he's missed six 33-yard extra points. A couple of them would have been really big. Like, if the Chiefs weren't just a Ferrari and scoring 50 points a game, it's like, yeah, that's a liability. And Harrison Butker's great. He's been – he's the most accurate kicker the Chiefs have ever had to start his career. Yeah. But come on, dude. Like, you got to figure it out because we can't be getting six points. We need seven. Like, period. Full stop. If we're going to put Patrick Schneider throw five, you need to get you need to get all the points. So, yeah. uh, the other weakness I'd say, uh, the run game has been a little lackluster lately, but I think Andy Reid is just – He's just sitting back there, dialing up all these playoff. Dude, it's going to be wicked. When when he got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's fourth in rushing in the league, by the way, rookie yeah. year, by he's two yards from being third. That's a and you're going to accent him with Le'Veon Bell, veteran established. Dude, they're not. They're not. They don't want to show you what Le'Veon's got right now. Le'Veon's warming up. Once we get to the yeah. playoffs, Jamie, woo! Let the doggies loose. It's going to be wild. I mean, you got to understand. Remember Le'Veon Bell? Even if he's a shell of his former self, if he's 60% of what he was, I think he's going to be great here. for us. Mm-hmm. But a 60% Le'Veon Bell is still better than most. And he's pretty good blocker. Backs in the league. Dalvin Cook leading the league. Vikings, shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say with their weakness because they're just so freaking good. Um, the kicking thing is obviously I, – I just have – I have so much – sort of belief in the, the offense. So if the Chiefs are going to lose something, it's – and I think their defense is good. But I, I, what I'm saying is if something is going to let them down, it will be their un- inability to stop people. And I think they can stop people, so it's not a weakness. But I think it's not impossible that they could uh, concede a bunch of points. In, in Since week 10 of last year, the Chiefs yeah. have had a top five defense. Yeah, so I know. I know. I just – Now I think it's five, but – since week 10 of last year, that's a whole season. And we – Yeah. Steve Spagnuolo, no. Spagnuolo, he just much better. Much better. No, no, no. What I'm saying is if I'm going to pick – if one thing is going to stop them from doing what they're supposed to do, it's the kicking. And I'm not – again, I'm not saying the defense isn't great because it is, but I have more belief in the offense. So if the defense is an off day, you can catch them sleeping. That's all I'm saying. Definitely. Definitely. All right, Elliot. Um, so, you don't know that much about baseball, so you claim. He knows um, nothing. I, I, I don't want to beat the dead horse. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to beat the dead horse, but since my dog passed away, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, <laughs> how do you uh, – how, how um, right, well, you're the one that's quick to pull the trigger on a lot of people sometimes. If you're the Rays, would you fire Kevin Cash for that egregious of an error? You're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. Look, okay, I say that I don't know that much about baseball, but I would say I know more about baseball than most casual fans of baseball. Just That's just sort of – if I don't know how to explain it. I, I am like a 82 on a Madden. 
baseball rating. Um, so I, I know enough. And I look, I know, I, I, and I, I do actually, I don't watch full games, but every, every night I watch highlights of baseball when the season's going on. So um, I know enough to, to feel like I kind of know the subject, but look, it, it's just one of those things. It, it kind of reminded me of um, Kyle Shanahan in the two Super Bowls and stuff like that. Um, because they let analytics lose them the World Series. They made that call based off off a, a computer rather than what you saw. And what you saw was um, Blake Snell, one of the best pitchers in baseball, just absolutely slaying the Dodgers. And then you take him out, and what happens? Mookie Betts hits a bunch of home runs, and they lose. So – I, I don't know if you fire him, but I don't know enough about him to, to make that. But based on what I know and based on the result of that decision, I would say you probably at least think about it because that lost in the series. And if they win that game, they go to a game seven, they could still lose. But that ended any chance of the Rays doing, you know, what they were set out to do. All right. Um, Dane, what do you think? The decision. Kelly, you're so fucking wrong. You're so wrong. You didn't watch the games. That's why you're wrong. Because 20 times in the season, Kevin Cash took out Blake Snell before the seventh inning. 20 times. You know why he did that? Because after the sixth inning, we're not talking analytics. We're talking yeah. real life. Yeah. Real life. In the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, the third or fourth time through the lineup, mm-hmm. He went from giving up 1, 1.7 ERA to 3.5, double. So, okay. when you're in the World Series, and this guy has – that's happened to you. You're the manager. The tw- you have the 28th – the 28th payroll in the entire league. And you're yeah. going against the juggernaut, number one. They yeah. are stacked, Mookie, you say. Yeah. You, you have to – he's the manager. He knows the team. And okay. he, 20 different times he took him out before the seventh because every time he left him in, he got rocked. And so I understand you can claim, you can call it analytics, but to me, it's more of just, a, it's a monkey see monkey do you, you, he saw this happen so many times. Okay. That, I got you. I look, I, I, that was just a, based on what I know. So I don't know all no, the stuff that you're telling and me. I'm just, I'm just being exuberant. Yeah, you're, I got you. You're pretty close. You have a good argument for the yeah. the eye test in game six. This guy had given up, what, two hits? No runs? Yeah. Cruising like a carnival cruise ship. That's, that's what I thought. Like, what are they doing? Because I don't know it like you guys, but it but, looked like he was doing so well. So it just confused me. That's all I'm saying. Look, I can see. I agree with you. I, it, it could go either way. But yeah. if I'm manager, I don't think that should be counted against him for being manager of the year. I still think he should be manager of the year because he took the 28th payroll raise to the game six of the World Series. That's all. I, 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 I don't think he should be fired for it, but at the same time, uh, we're, it's the last game of the season for Blake Snell no matter what. I, I would go with the hot hand. you got to go with your ace. This is what I hate about modern baseball. It's so watered down now. The games, the, first of all, the playoff games take four hours because you're taking starting pitchers out in the fifth inning. I remember back in the day, and I know Dane does too. You remember, um, oh, for example, Randy Johnson in 2007, pitching game six, coming back in 2001, pitching game six, coming back in against the Yankees and beating him. Uh, one of my all time, probably my favorite baseball player, Chris Carpenter, all the nine inning shutouts in the playoffs. You know? Wow, it's Chris Carpenter, beast. 
Wow. He was a beast. A, you know, I mean, it's it's just so watered down. And I, I agree you shouldn't be fired. My thing is, you got to go with the eye test. Because the computer, all it does is lose for you. Peter, the A's, when you, don't have the big, when you don't have a big enough payroll to get that great of a bullpen, you kind of got to use your eyes. How many World Series have the A's won? How many World Series have the Rays won? And you could say whatever you want about the Royals, but the Royals probably had the best bullpen in baseball that was so underpaid it was absurd. So, in 2014, baby, sold everything I owned to go to that World Series, every game. <laughs> so, at the same time, you know, it's like, I, I see what you mean, but they don't have the resources, you know, to take them out. Their best. What do you mean? What are you talking about? The Rays had one of the best bullpens the whole year. Okay, but if you're going to go by analytics, okay, guys. the reliever they brought in, the reliever they brought in in the playoffs, his ERA, I think it was like at .7, ballooned up to the fours. The fours of the playoffs. So you're telling me you're going to take the guy up that's wheeling and dealing at, to bring in a guy with a point with uh, over four ERA in the postseason? It's just – like Elliot, Elliot brought up good points. You are too, but it's 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 the the manager of the team. You know that yeah. they they're not, they're not just looking at the computer every night. They're looking at the game. So I get your your A's references and all that. It makes sense. The computers can lose you the game. Oh but yeah. Man, would you rather stick your neck out there and I just it's man I don't know. I almost you flip a coin and you have to live and die with the results because if you leave Blake Snell in and he gives up the move dinger then people are gonna say what the hell dude his era is five after the sixth inning why yeah. are you leave him in so you're damned if you do you're damned 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 if you don't it just it's tough man it's tough and Wait, you, were, so you guys are talking about firing him I'm talking real, about real, real quick so way different from your perspective dane when when they made that decision what were they were they, they were basing it on the era at spikes right whole or season. They, oh, whole okay. season of whole season of, uh, okay, because I was under the impression, and this is because I don't watch enough baseball, that they made that decision based on the numbers of this, that, or the other thing. Well, so, that's well, what they did. They based it on the numbers. Of that season, yeah. Of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But pitchers are, pitchers are one of the most predictable positions, man. I mean, almost, almost every pitcher gives up a higher average the, every time through the order. And every time through the order, you're doing a couple more innings down the line. So – it's not rocket science yeah. to see the spike. And I know it's not, it's not Oakland athletics analytics we're talking about here. It's very simple. Yeah. It's very simple. One stat. But my argument is that when you're having the game of your life, you don't take your pitcher out. I mean, crap. I mean, I know they – Philip Hubner threw a perfect game. So did Dallas Braden. You know, I mean, I know it's like once in a lifetime, but if he is your guy, your number one pitcher – I think you have to stick with him. I think it's almost insulting. Like, you saw the body language of the players when Kevin Cash came out. Woo! It was not good. There, It wasn't just Snell's everybody else. It's like, are you kidding me? You know? I mean, you, sometimes you just got to read the room. And I get what you're saying, sticking your neck out. I don't think you should be fired either. But sometimes you just got to read it. And game six of the World Series, and think about this. Okay, here's my argument. What if Blake Snell is never the same again because you literally destroyed his confidence – by taking him out in game six of the World Series, the most important game of his life. You know? It's possible. I, don't, I, oh. think, he's, I think he'll overcome. But. Well, well, I more, think he well, hold on. Him, but I get oh, the other yeah. argument is if he gives up the tour and Dana Namuki, that could destroy his confidence too. But, man, you just be sitting in that dugout thinking about it and saying, man, if I was out there, 
I could actually be doing something about this right now. Real, real quick on this. So, I mean, obviously, after this happened, there's been a, a, a avalanche of criticism based on that decision. Do you think that that criticism that he received based on that decision was justified, or is, was it is it kind of uncalled for? I, I think it's justified. I mean, look at us. We're arguing about it. I think it's definitely – I think it's justified either way. So, okay. if he leaves him in and he gives up the two-run dinger, I think – he had the game of his life. What do you want me to do? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really good point. The, the thing with this is, though, it's not as egregious as the Grady Little thing, which I know, Dane, you probably remember, because Pedro, yeah. Pedro Martinez was struggling, and Grady Little left him in to face the hard the Yankees order. Um, either way, you could say by the numbers, I still think it's egregious because he was dealing and having the game of his life. I, I, and I, okay, I agree with both of you. I see the other side of the coin. I just think damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. If the Rays don't win the World Series, the manager's going to get heat for a myriad of things he did. Yeah. Uh, and Dave Roberts should be thankful for that because if Dave Roberts would have lost three World Series in a row, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't rate him as a manager at all. I think he's carried by high-end talent. But at the same time, you know, he's, he's got to be the most thankful person that that decision was made because it definitely saved his job. Um, you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> so, Ryan, he's like Zidane then? Man, he's worse than Zidane. I, I mean, he's had the two best teams. I mean, he, you could say he got cheated out of a World Series. Yeah. Uh, my, my opinion is, and I don't know, that maybe this will <laughs> put people the wrong way. If you're stupid enough to get cheated off like that in baseball, you deserve to lose. That's my opinion. If you can't figure out something with the trash cans and all the stuff going on, you deserve to lose. Um, the Red Sox, he just got blown out. And, yeah, he's had a bunch of high-end teams that he's just wasted. So, he finally won it, so it saved his job. But he did help win the World Series for the Red Sox in 04. That was a pretty big oh, steal. Oh, God, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that broke my heart. <laughs> All right, speaking of managers, um, we, we are going to get a laugh. Um, Tony LaRusso, one of my heroes growing up. <laughs> man, not only does he get pulled over and get arrested, he gets pulled over and tells the cops he can let him go. When asked why, he says, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. Great. <laughs> um, Read now, my this is actually read. a serious question. Dane, if you're the White Sox, you're supposed to be leader of the men. Um, you knew about it. Do you think Tony should lose his job over this? And this happened in February, right? This happened in February, and they still hired him. And, uh, allegedly, the day before they hired him. Yes. And then, then, this, then the news didn't come out that he was hired until, like, last month, right? So, yeah. Okay. That just screams cover-up to me. I this happened in February, and and then Tony Russa's arrogance to say no comment, and then his arrogance yeah. that he's talking about his ring and I'm a Hall of Famer. Go off into the pasture, Tony. Your time is up. You're done. Like you're a Hall of Famer, but you can't manage yourself. How are you going to manage a team of young dudes who don't even respect you probably now because you are out getting drunk and driving around? You yeah. got a billion dollars. You can't hire a driver. Come on, man. This is the second time, too. He got arrested in spring training in 07 for falling asleep at a spot at the stoplight. That's 13 years, two times, man. Two Deweys. 13. That's crazy. If you're the manager of a Major League Baseball team, and come on. It's, it's, it's abhorrent. I just think – I think he messed up, man. And I was actually scared because the White Sox are a good team. Yeah. Um, and when you install a Hall of Fame manager into the American League Central like that, I was shaking in my boots. But if Tony's sipping whiskey under his desk every game, I'm a little less. <laughs> um, 
listen, as a Cardinals fan, uh, I mean, he ain't ours anymore, so it's still embarrassing, though. I mean, uh, to be fair to him, he's the great, probably a top five manager of all time, the greatest manager of Cardinals history, which actually says something because of our organizations, like the, just yeah. the organization. That being said, what are you doing, man? My, my, my whole point is, my first big problem, why are you coming out of retirement at 76 years old? He loves baseball. I don't blame him. I mean, I don't blame him for coming out of retirement. I just think he could have gone about it a little better. <laughs> you know, I kind of do, actually. Because what if you go in there and the game's completely changed and he absolutely craps himself and not saying it will happen. What if he has a 100-loss season? Because he doesn't know how to manage in the new season of the big leagues. You, you, my whole problem is, you. not only are you in the Hall of Fame, you retired winning game seven of the World Series. That was your last game. Stay at home. Go away. I agree with you. Off the greener pastures. You retired with the biggest game in baseball after probably, we all remember game six of 2000, after probably the greatest World Series game in the history of baseball, and you come back because you want another run in it. I mean, I get the competitive nature. I don't get it. I think the, the move was, was awful to begin with. Um, you know, I would have much more rather, I would have probably looked to poach somebody from the race system or even, you know, trying to pay an exorbitant amount of money for a Bob Melvin type person to try to pry him away from the athletics. Going out to get a 76-year-old, no. I, I do not understand at all. I would have even been more okay bringing back like a Ned Yost, who's a proven manager of analytics and won a World Series, but not a 76-year-old man. Yeah, we can swap coaches. We got Matheny. You can have Yost. Let's see. Let's hey, I, you know what? I bet you love Matheny. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, he's okay with me, man. He's okay with me. What do you think, Elliot? Um, I I don't know that much other than that he won a whole bunch of World Series and stuff like that. But I just thought it was funny. His response to being arrested is, let me show you my rings. You can't arrest me because I got rings. That's, I mean, it's just, it's, it just doesn't make, this is like, this is just comical. I don't know. I, I just, I didn't know. I even know about this till today, until Ryan told me. So I was just, I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And, and he's not the first athlete. He's not the first athlete to gloat about being an athlete, a winner. You know, he's not. We have had NBA players pulled over, look at my ring. You, this is not the first time. But yeah. coming six-year-old dinosaur. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's not. Yeah, look, if <laughs> if someone in the NBA does that, it's still ridiculous. But he's old. He's really old. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, Tony, just stay off the booze, man. Go <laughs> drive, hire a goddamn driver, man. You, you can have a driver for every World Series you won. Yeah, it's you just free. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was, it was kind of funny, and um, I, I don't know this like you guys, but I mean, if you're the White Sox, you definitely have to cut bait because, like, like Dane said, how are you gonna look? You're, I, I don't know how the schematics of managers and baseballs are, but uh, but you if you're a manager, your your team is supposed to be looking up to you and being able to to learn what they can from you and try to better themselves in whatever you know in their position or whatever. And this dude just, as you said, just got arrested. Said, "Look at my rings. You can't arrest me." How is any player that plays on the White House going to look at that guy and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through a wall for him"? So. I think it's just – They won't. And this is the other thing, too, if people don't realize. Tony's one of those old-school, grumpy old men. Oh, you got to stand for the anthem no matter what. Um, 
when you hit a 500-foot home run, you can't flip your bat. He'll throw at you. I mean, how are you expect these 20-something-year-olds to respect that? There's a lot of players. There's a, so many. I think their median age is like 26, right? So they're really yeah. young. And I had a thought, you know, maybe it would work. Maybe that you could learn from the young players and the young players could learn from them. And if you're a young player and you've got a couple years of new baseball under your wings and then an old-school guy comes in and teaches you about the old times, maybe it helps you. Maybe it helps you. Maybe you are, you know, well-versed in different kinds of baseball, you know, strategy and stuff. Or maybe it doesn't, and it's just a waste of time. And maybe Larusa can't manage a, you know, five-inning game from a starter, and he can't, you know, all the, the, the DH is gone. It's, you know, it's a tough, tough job. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, Do you think well, he's going to be fired or not? Probably. I think so, 100%. <laughs> Okay. I think the pressure is going to get to him to fire him. I think they're going to say, go away. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I agree. And, man, the, the AL Central uh, managers aren't looking too hot. We just got A.J. Hinch, that slime ball. He's in the Tigers now. I don't know how you feel about that, man, but the Trastros are my least favorite team in baseball. So I despise the Houston Trastros. Listen, uh, Hinch is a phenomenal manager. I, I get why you hate him. Um, I think, I, uh, listen, and I understand it too. I, I think the whole trash kit thing's absolutely hilarious. Um, I think it spiced up baseball for this year. Uh, I wish there were fans because I would just like to hear the amount of booze that I'll be those guys got. Oh, yeah. yeah. That being said, though, uh, he's still a good manager. Whether he cheated or not, the, he, he has. No, he did. No, he did cheat. There's no or not. He cheated. Yeah, no, I hate on. Hate on. Hate on. Hate on. <laughs> Well, don't say that. That's fake news. Or not. No. Listen. Okay. Hey, on. So, hey, on. Do you think – I have a question for you about the trash kid. Do you think that's worse than steroids? Um, no. Once again, apples and oranges, man. Apples and oranges. You're going to – you can make the argument for steroids spicing up baseball. Banging on a trash can does not spice up baseball. That just tells you a curveball's coming, and you've seen the statistics for the Astros from then to now. So, it's – just like you're right, it is just like the statistics from then and then steroids. They got better. Well, this is the other way. They got worse because they don't have the knowledge. Buzzer boy, you know. Oh, don't took my jersey off. I got a new tattoo. <laughs> Fucked Altuve. Piece of shit. I used to like the Astros. I actually have an Astros hat from Enron Field. I was at. I went to a stadium tour when it was Enron Field before it was even open. And I have family in Houston, and I feel so bad for them. Imagine if that was your team. Imagine if your team cheated their way to World Series and then was unapologetic about it, admitted to cheating and lying, and then was still this arrogant. Come on, man. Crazy. They're just arrogant about it. They didn't say sorry. A.J. Hinch has started an apology tour, but Correa, Bregman, uh, Springer, and Buzzer Bull, it just, they're not sorry. You know, that doesn't matter to you. Not, you the, the Dodgers got cheated out of two World Series. That doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter, and it really doesn't matter to me. I think it's like I said. I have a buddy that's a Dire Nationals fan, and he he made the comment: if you're stupid enough to get cheated on like that, you deserve to lose. And let's not forget, baseball is the number one game notorious for cheating. It is it is a cheater's game. Yeah, but not with cameras and no man. This difference, twenty first age cheating. It's like Bill Belichick hiding in the fucking Jets practice with a video <laughs> camera, like he did. It's just like that. You can't use, you cannot 
it's against the rules. It's clearly stated. So the fact that it happened, I don't think you're stupid. If it was your team, you wouldn't be calling your team stupid. If the Cardinals got fucked by the Astros, you wouldn't be like, oh, our team's just dumb. No. Yeah, no, but you see, we're, we're a better organization than they get cheated like that. <laughs> so you just didn't have to play the Astros in any big situations and that you didn't make it to the World Series. That's not my fault. You could have made it to the World Series and you would have got cheated just the same. I mean, they got roasted, dude. That they, they destroyed the Dodgers and they were cheaters the whole way. I don't know. I get your friend. You're, you got a friend in Houston. Me too. But you can't let them off this easy. You can't. You can't. Then no punishment. The players haven't been punished at all. Come on. You don't think they should be punished at all? Nothing? Yeah, no they should probably get a couple suspensions, but. And they just keep no. the What they should Look do is the they should wipe the stats of, of, of the time period. Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it looks kind of like an asterisk. So that's what their ring should say. It should just be a big asterisk. <laughs> oh, yeah, we won, but we cheated. Fuck you. All right. On on that note, I think this is a great episode. Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to have you back for the start of NBA season to talk about the Jazz. Wait, hold on. Talk about NBA real quick. This off season, uh, the, the the LeBron whining about it's only been seventy two games since you know the off season. It'd be the shortest off season in North American sports history, for like four teams. Right. The other teams have been off for this year. Check my notes. Two hundred and fifty, two hundred thirty seven days. That's a long time. So yeah. these teams that didn't make the bubble, they've been sitting at home for since March. And just because LeBron and company made it all the way and they went to the whole thing, they're crying they got to start so soon. Do you think they have a legitimate argument? Or do you think get over it, big Ron baby, and shut up? I mean, go ahead. I think he has an argument. I, I would have pushed the season back until January and only made it uh, – a 60 game schedule because it is hard. I mean, your body. Yeah. Breaks down I, agree. Stuff. I, I do think he has an argument at the same time though. You did just win the title. So even if you don't have the season you're expecting, I mean, you do have a Larry O'Brien tro trophy to uh, comfort yourself with at night. So. <laughs> yeah, I agree. For one point, you're right. The, the thing on the body and everything is great, but would you rather be a team sitting on you know, rest or have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I don't want to hear about crying about, you know, you know, the suit. but he's right in a sense, but I, I, you can look at it both ways. I mean, but 10 months off is a long time for teams that have to make the playoffs. So even if you push it to January and play 60 games, man, it's just like, that's, that's almost a year. No, I understand. It's oh. always but it's a weird year, too. So 2020 has been strange. I think we can make concessions in parks and places. And who knows, man? This virus stuff is not under control. So yeah, this could bleed into next year. And you saw what the NBA did with Rudy Gobert. I mean, Rudy got the test, and they shut the whole world down. So yeah, the NBA doesn't mess around. And they're not, they're not going to be able to do a bubble for the whole year. That's, that's an impossibility. They're, they're, but I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to play and go ahead. Um, I'm with you, though. I'm Man, it, this, this is a tough one. I mean, I'm happy we get basketball back, but at the same time, it's like I don't want – Like one month, right? I want to have a normal days. season in 2021, you know, to 2022. I really want to have a normal 82-game season, 162-game baseball, all that. Like when 2021 hits, like I want to get back to where we can have 82, 82, 162. Yeah. 
Agree. Amen. Amen. Let's. Oh man, what a, and yeah, and maybe. Would you agree that should be the ultimate goal? Like, if they have to shut it down to have it happen, that should probably be your ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah. I just like Tony Kornheiser says a lot. Uh, we don't control the virus; the virus controls us. Um, yeah. It it doesn't matter what we want to plan for. All it takes is one little outbreak in one city, and it's like you just lost five games, and now you gotta. Yeah. Dude, it's such a headache. It's yeah. such. Well, remember, people don't, virus, people don't realize this, this. This it will go away. Like every pandemic, every virus we either get hurt immunity or it will go away. Like my whole argument here is just if you have, if it gets as bad in the winter, just say okay, you know what, we're gonna start up in in um August, have normal training camps and everything. I get it sucks because the team will be off a year and a half, but you need to play eighty two games, especially the NHL. The NHL loses any more money, that league, you're going to see some teams fold because they don't make money to begin with. Right. right. They need concessions too. Um, and it's like, yeah, they need to have people there. I, I completely yeah. agree. And you know what? Missing a season is not abnormal. Baseball's missed seasons for strikes. Basketball's had missed seasons. We've had – dude, this is not – it wouldn't be the first time that a season had to be scrubbed for any myriad of reasons. So, you know, it's not this like – This is actually a good reason, not people arguing about an yeah, extra dollars. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So you're right. If it has to come down to it, push the season back even more. Yeah, somebody might not play for a year, but guess what, NBA player? You're still getting at least 400 grand a year, and you're going to be fine. You know, it's not worth – it would be rather have fans in the stands in August than nobody there for, for six months. I mean oh, – I, 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 I 100% agree. And baseball's doing the smart thing because hopefully every city will be able to have at least some sm- – the small fans when they start back up in April and by the world series, fingers crossed, we should theoretically should have a full house for the world series in the postseason. Elliot. Oh yeah. We were at the last game that they played this year. Oh yeah. We, Zion. We, we went to see Zion. <laughs> Zion baby. Have you seen nice. him in person? He's a Have monster. Him Ryan? Not yet. Dude, you got to, I mean, I think I had high expectations, and I don't know about Elliot. I'm pretty sure you were blown out of the water, too. Yeah. We saw this guy, multiple half-court alley-oop. <laughs> we saw him do, like, a 180 jam, yeah. tomahawk, and that was the first half. Yeah, he did. He only had 20 points, but I, the, the, I saw Lonzo Ball throw the ball from, like, almost the majority of the court all the way into his hands and just, just – <laughs> Um, ceiling way high. Um, yeah. Oh, before we head off, um, I do have to say this. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on it, Dane. Trevor Bauer and Shane Bieber won the Scions. Uh, pretty obvious. I wish, would, I wish we would talk about it before that happened because those are ob- the two obvious clear picks. Yeah. That was those were the P- Bieber said 2020 is my year. He his statistics are out of this world. So shortened season, so it's hard to gauge but wow and trevor bauer do you follow his podcast at all oh he's hilarious everybody i don't want i mean i don't mind plugging him um the dude's trying to make baseball relevant again so big props to him and i'm, I'm glad he he um won it i mean the dude's hilarious he cares about the sport um despises man manfred like we all do so and the trash droves like i do so yeah you know, I mean, so good for him. He's trying to make the sport relevant again because the ratings are very dipping down. So I think it's a good thing for the game. I wish uh, – I would have rather Tony La Russa been the new uh, 
um, commissioner than Rob Manfred. I Rob Manfred is not my guy, or no, even Joe Torrey. Think... Even Joe Torrey, I'd take him. All right. Well, I think that's all the time. Um, I got to get going. Got to do stuff for work in the morning. Um, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, this was great. <laughs> yeah, no problem, guys. Anytime, and uh, we can we can do jazz talk next time you know the jazz gonna win it all next year i think we all know yes yeah, no sure. pacers baby all right well have a good night everybody uh, see you guys later thanks for having me